This is the Men 2 Podcast with Scott and Mick. On today's episode, we have part two of our special interview with Steve Baxter. In this segment, we cover Australia's startup culture, the politics of innovation, diversity, censorship, libertarianism, and regulation. Now, maybe we shift gears a bit here. You're now um, at Transition Level Investments. You set that up in 2012 as your own. Well, how would you describe what is trans? Is it an incubator? Is it an angel investment? No, it's, it's, a, it's a family. It's my family office. So yep. it, it's a, I've a, I've a seven professionals who work here with me to um, manage and help f- find investments, manage investments. We've got 29 direct investments, 24 indirect investments that we've made over the last you know six years. So, you know, that might sound like a lot, but it's been six years. Yep. Um, and we um, we mostly invest in what things we call tech startups, which typically leverage software and or network to, to get an outsized return. Yep. A lot of some of our investments are left over from my Shark Tank days, which are more fast moving consumer goods or food and beverage, yep. for example. So for the most part, though, going forward, we're all about tech startup. Um, just more broadly, like how would you characterise Australia's entrepreneurial? startup culture is it vibrant are we getting better is it well it's getting better um i'd say it's, it's a lot more vibrant than it has been um you know six seven years ago i set up something called river city labs which i sold last year to, to australian computer society and that was a co-working space it was it was a clubhouse for early stage uh tech entrepreneurs yep. uh, i think you know that's got a long way to helping reset the language ar- around this space in, um, in queensland and now now through acs australia um I'm particularly frustrated at the moment with the with the political debate with respect to uh, innovation. There's been a lot done in the last in the last six months, in particular, probably at least six months. So um, there was the um, legislation regarding uh, having tech companies put put encryption backdoors into products that are created here in Australia. Yeah. There was a um, and then there's uh, there's been a lot of debate around the R and D tax concession that that there was access to has been tightened up. Right. I would say it was substantially loose and there was some tightening was required. Yep. I think the optics around how they did it was poor. I think the outcome's probably what they were aiming for. Yeah. And just today the ALPs come out and said they're going to exempt small companies from, you know, treating that government grant money with anything other than rigour. Yep. I, I find that statement just incredible. So, you know, we, we can dig into that. But And, and so the argument becomes, well, the ALP, excuse me, the, um, the coalition is not a friend of innovation. And I've thought about this and I thought, Oh my God! It, 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 this is where you know you can't win in the press, right? Because I've actually tried to get the story up through the Oz and the AFR, and everyone ignores no. it. Yeah. So, so back in two thousand and nine, the genius Rudd and or Gillard, I'm not too sure who was in power then, but the the, the, the last ALP government basically stopped uh, employee share option schemes from working in Australia. But they, they stopped them overnight. I call it constipating the system. It's almost nuclear winter. All of a sudden, you know, people who wanted to be paid in options for the future value of the tech startups they're working in. Yep. It, it, it was punitive. You had to sort of pay tax immediately on it, on, on the future value. So everyone stopped issuing them. Yep. And instead they had to pay people real money with investors' cash or with cash flow, which in a growing business is just yeah. hamstringing, right? Yep. Um, that, that just stopped things in a heartbeat. That was, that was a dreadful decision. Um, that changed in 2015 when the, the, when the coalition government changed that. So everyone forgets that about the ALP, right? They have a genius capital gains tax plan. Or the doubling capital gains tax. Mm. Now, if you're a venture capitalist or you're investing in a certain type of tech company, you actually pay no capital gains tax. So the only people paying tap- capital gains tax are the guys who start the company, <laughs> so the founders, the guys who work 10 years or the teams who work 10 years to bring these things to fruition. It's, it's the greediest, most 
envious little shitty tax I've ever actually heard in my life. Yeah, it's not surprising. Given not but so, other things that the, the coalition have done, they introduced something called the ESIC, Early Stage Innovation Company. So essentially it's a 20% tax offset to investors who invest in things that look like tech startups. Yep. And that's a broad statement and there's a lot to it, but I, I encourage people to get their own advice. Um, uh, as well as investing in your 20% tax offset, that you also get a CGT holiday for 10 years. Uh, investors in ESVCLPs, the bigger VC firms, also got a tax offset of mm-hmm. 10%, not 20%. Uh, but they were already CGT free. Um, they started a space agency. They, they put a $1.4 billion medical innovation program out there. They um, uh, uh, introduced a series of uh, measures that make our Corporations Act m- in certain parts look more like US Chapter 11. So when there is a, a, a business re- reconstruction or a failure, you can you can tidy it up faster. You can get all the people involved in that business you know, back in the game quicker mm-hmm. because the experience they had, even with that failure, is gold. We need yep. to get them back in the business. We need to recycle that risk. That, that's probably one of the more amazing parts out of that. Um, and there's, there's like 18 programs in there. The ALP never bloody did. The coalition did. They're hopeless promoting it. Right. And you look at everything that's in there and, you go, and, and, and literally you know, they've just added another $60 million to EMDG grants, which startup, mm. tech startups use all the time. There's all these amazing things that they've done. Everyone goes, oh, the coalition hate innovation. I'm like, you, <laughs> it, uh, uh, I, like, you, you know, I'm libertarian. I prefer to yeah, see, yeah, I prefer absolutely. to probably see neither of them, to be honest. Yeah, but yeah. I probably prefer, I prefer coalition over ALP any day. Um, well, was that was you sort of answered the next question, which is like because we're coming up to an election. I mean, who, does it matter who would you'd rather see in? Obviously, it sounds like you'd rather the coalition in. Well, you're looking at my window here, right? And I, I stare at this building that's gone up. I've been forced to stare at CFMEU flags and, and signs all over this building, basically saying no union membership, no entry. Yep. Um, and I'm sorry, but every time someone talks to an ARP member, they should say, why is it you belong to an organisation that takes funding from a militant organisation mm-hmm. that forces forces people into work contracts? Yeah. I'm sorry, but you know, if you can, you know, if, if organisations like the IPA get a hard time, for example, for, for, for advocating on behalf of conservative topics, mm. the fact that forced union membership, and we've seen through the courts some of the scummy things these oh. people have done, yeah, right, the fact that people take mo- yeah. who take money from those organisations don't get asked every day why they do that I find to be just incredible so A I think that there's root issues with the ALP and how they get funded mm. um, I think the capital gains tax issue I think their past history on ESOP if you look at the tech startup space uh, are exceptionally problematic I think saying to startups that's okay you don't, you know, the, the whole R&D thing you don't need to keep, keep proper paperwork or do actual R&D we'll let you just have a free pass on this free money from the government mm. is just batshit crazy yeah. right um I think that the we here started talking about MBN, right? And so talk about picking winners. Winners they've picked now are electric cars. <laughs> so um, because you know the last one we picked being MBN was such a bloody good idea, we yeah. should try it again. Yeah. Um, and I think electric cars are cool. I think they're awesome. But I think they're exceptionally problematic from you know from from all a they're expensive, b they're they're full of mostly toxic materials. Um, Given our population density, again, it's not once again outside the capital cities that they are exceptionally problematic. Yeah. And like I said, you know, once we start plugging these things into our homes, we're going to be glad we gold plated this network. I, I don't think it's enough. I think honestly, we'll, we'll actually see the that there are further engineering issues. I'm not saying it's not a I'm not saying not a reason to do it, but there's definitely engineering issues we should take into account before we think that people should just go and willingly, you know, we should t- transfer all the energy stored in petrol tanks at petrol stations. And somehow deliver that through our wires because that's a, there's a lot of energy in a petrol yeah, tank. There's a, a shocking huge. amount of energy in there. Not to mention, how do we pay for the roads, for example? So, um, you know, yep. how do we do that if, if all of a sudden people aren't paying through? You know, if rich people buy electric cars, that's great. They're no longer paying petrol tax, 
that's going into the roads, right? So I mean, what actually? It's actually benefiting the wrong people. Yeah, yeah, and as, as usual, it'll be the poor that get stuck with it because they'll be, get taxed for having an old car that's yep. not up to the standards. Exactly. Yep. yep. Good old labour geniuses. Um, Haven't been in industry; they didn't want to stuff up. That's awesome, <laughs> right? <laughs> I wonder if you, if you've uh, another topic. You've been taking any notice of the uh, censorship that's come in in the last month? The, 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 the politicians about there bloviating about. You know, Facebook and YouTube and yeah, how yeah. they can stop horrific acts being uploaded and things. Um, I don't think, again, these guys have a clue how these services work as a YouTube. I mean, there's 500 hours of video uploaded every minute on YouTube. <laughs> no, 720,000 hours a day of fresh video going up on YouTube and you're supposed to stop somebody uploading something horrendous. I mean, it's just... It's cluelessness, isn't it? To, um, to sort of do, do, you, do you follow Isaac Butterfield at all? Yeah. yeah good yeah. one about all that horrible content he's finding about, about what's up my butt and, and that girl eating semen and stuff. Oh, I haven't seen yeah, that one. Which just doesn't even, doesn't even get an age, doesn't even get like an age mark against it. So yeah. there's, there's amazing, just horrible stuff. It's a funny, funny video. But, um, um, the butts, man, he's awesome. But um, uh, so, look, I feel, look, oh, so back in the late 90s, I lobbied, so there was a, a, a horrible little uh, independent sender called Brian Harradine, who pretty well controlled Yeah, I remember him, yeah. yeah. And, and, so he basically said, I'm not going to support the government unless you bring in basically content filtering and ban this horrible pornography stuff. Uh, you know, he's just an old old guy yeah, from Tasmania, yeah. right? Um, and they, they bent to his well. I lobbied, we lobbied like shit. We all went out there and we lobbied and we lobbied and we lobbied. I did a lot of lobbying around the Telecommunications Act and the interception stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't help at all. Um, yeah. And to be honest, that framework's actually... So if, if they want to come and seize and, or, or get something, that the framework to do that with a warrant system was actually pretty good, although a little bit scary when you first experience Mr. Plod walking up to your door. <laughs> Um, so I just knew it went nowhere. Yeah. I look at all the stuff now and just go, no, nah, they, they honestly don't. If, if the public guy says, you've got to stop this, guess what? Mm. Nothing, nothing we does count. Yeah. And I honestly, I looked at it and I thought, you know, guys, I've go guys, I fully support you, but I can't be bothered because I've just been there. I'm just, my energy level for a fight that you're going to lose right. is pretty low. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, I don't know. So yes, I don't think it works. I think it's hopeless. I think they've, 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 they're out there to sort of say, people, look, we're doing something. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and it'll actually probably achieve next to stuff all. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not like... I mean, Morrison said something silly about that the, the, the internet shouldn't be an unregulated space. And I was thinking, well, that was the great thing about the internet for a while. <laughs> you know. But it's not like... Look, I've, I've, suffered the, I've suffered the downside of it too, right? So, you know, you put your face on TV and I'm, I'm on all these Bitcoin scam oh, ads yeah. and stuff. You're, you're in all these pieces. scams now. Yeah. It's, and so, you know, I'd, 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 I'd love nothing more than to, to, to put the Googles, Twitters and Facebooks and all the, ad, all the ad networks under the same scrutiny that if that ad turned up in the Curie Mail, what happened there? It d- I mean, so I think that there are, there are issues that they, they need to do because at some point, it, it, I like the fact it's unregulated as well, but at some point it's, you know, it's, it, 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 you do need regulations. The whole thing, it, it shouldn't be harm to others. Mm. If you know what I mean, as a you know, you yeah, a libertarian stuff, right? Sure, sure, yeah, okay. The no harm principle. Yeah, I had I had, I spent ten minutes talking my mother out of a scam that she thought was real because your face was on oh, it. Was because it this is the guy from Shark Tank. Was it, it must be real. Wasn't dinner and Saturday night? The guy <laughs> said, "Oh, how did you go with that?" Because my my mother in law or something, she got into it and she lost one hundred seventy five bucks. And I said, "What? <laughs> I, just, yes. I, I can't escape it." Uh, no, um. it's uh, it's awful. But I mean, yeah, I mean. Uh, Mick and I have talked about this a bit. Um, ba- the telcos, not just the government, but the telcos banning sites. Now, they're banned sites like um, uh, BitChute. BitChute is a try- it's trying to be a competitor to YouTube, right? Oh, okay. It's not bad. The, the yeah. platform's fairly 
similar. I mean, they can't pay. What they're banned for? Oh, because it's because BitChute sort of adopted. It's a free for all. We don't have any rules. You can put up whatever you want. Basically, that's it. So they ban it. So they, if you if today, I mean, if your if your ISP is Telstra, you can't get on the BitChute. Yeah, you can get a um, that's wrong a VPN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But of course, and, and people who do that will. But I mean, people like my parents. No, you know, we don't do that. Yeah, they're yeah. not going to do that. Um, they oh. they blocked. I mean, I, I don't think like yeah, you can have sympathy for like blocking certain types of content. Yeah, you know I mean, like there's, there's something really you know egregious out there. I suppose but you just can't block an entire site. Yeah, well, I mean, well, you can apparently. Well, you can. Four chan H. Four chan is. I mean, that's is basically that a, that's where a, trolls hang out. That's just the piss taking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Eight yeah. chan, which I'd never even heard. Of. See, this is was it. Four chan was the four chan guy that went after the, the not Leonardo DiCaprio. They went after that stupid actor from the. Oh yeah, yeah, um, and they followed him around everywhere uh, yeah, from the, the Transformer movies. Yeah, he had yeah, the flag yeah. up and stuff, and they just yeah. they just they just trolled the shit out of him, didn't yeah. they? Oh, brilliant. Christ, he couldn't take a joke, could he? An eight chan, and there's this thing called vote, and so I never knew about these. Now I do know about them because yep. they blocked them, and uh, I've gone. You know, I can go and have a look at them because I can just get on the VPN and off I go. It just strikes me as self defeating. It, 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 if you want to. Don't watch people. Don't want people to watch something. The best way to get them to watch it is to ban it. Isn't yeah, it? right. I mean, it's rise and effect, right? Absolutely. Yeah, bring it on. So, I don't. You know, it's to me, it's don't want to watch it. You know, you think that's objectionable. Good. Don't watch it, eh? Yeah. And how what, about do you, that? Do you, do you really get bent out of shape by thinking that other people are watching stuff that you don't want to watch? Yeah. I mean, you've got something bad going on in your brain, right? It's uh, so. Mary Whitehouse, isn't it? It's, it's that kind of that kind of uh, prudery that mm. we're bringing back. Purit- puritanical. Well. How about this? Um, as someone who see you see people come in and pitch you ideas from time to time. Now I'm trying to get here at the what I call the diversity and inclusion cult. Um, I mean, do you care? You're setting me up here, aren't you? Oh, I am. I am. I'm setting you up a big one. <laughs> but I mean, I'm not going to go too far into it. But when people come in and give you a pitch, are you? As interested in the shape of the genitals of the people given the pitch Fuck or no. the ideas. No, I mean, what what matters? Probably, I'm not sure how much sure my office out there, but it's. You know, I was forced to take a look at my hiring practices and stuff. Not not forced to. I, I, I thought, oh, I, am I? You know, what are my hiring practices? I, yeah. It turns out nothing. You know what I mean? It, it, it's. You know, and I, it, well, it, it turns out that you know I've, I've actually probably hire more females and males accidentally mm. um well not accidentally because i just don't think about it if you know yeah, exactly I mean. who yeah. turns up for the role and right. who, you know who, who shows competence so i actually hate it I, yeah. I get asked a lot to go into these and i i actually palm one off the other day uh, and it's a lady who asked me i've got a lot of respect for us i should have I, I didn't do the right thing by giving her the truth i just said i was busy which is also partially true but it was this you know something about female founder ceo type thing and mm. can i you know can i lend support for it and i'm just like no Literally, if, if you're only female, no, it's 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 as sexist as it comes, mm. and I'm I'm just a bit over it to be truthful. So, we see a lot of it. Um, Do you think it's condescending in a way to say, uh, it's a woman's, you know, woman of the year or best woman CEO? Of the year? I mean, isn't it? I mean, why do you have to cordon yourself off? You're a CEO. Yeah. Well, I understand in the in like aspects where there's where there's something more directly related to biology, physical, sporting, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's obvious, right? Because well, you wouldn't know nowadays, but men are just stronger and built differently in different areas than, than women. That's just the reality. So I, I get it in, in that physical realm. But in the business space, no, I'm just, you know, I think about well, my best CEO, my best founder up there um, is, is is a lady. and I, 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 She loves the business she's working on. I, I think I'd love to deploy into any other business. Mm. Um, 
because I think she'd just be a superstar. She's a superstar. She's loving the one she's got now. Yep. I think she's got a very, probably polite, a very, very low chance of success in that business. <laughs> Um, because of what it is and there's better businesses out there and she's a fucking bulldog I'd put her into anything in a heartbeat yeah. you know so no, no, none of that matters and, yeah. and, and the way they carry on it's just frustrating as hell well I, t- I talk to small business people and I mean it just doesn't even enter their thought process mm. I mean they're, they're just trying to find someone to fill a role show yeah. up on time be it's able to do to the job people, right? it's yeah. hard enough to find people yeah. I mean it, it, it to me, it seems more like a, a virtue signaling exercise for large, you know, the banks or somebody to come out and say, oh, we've got a target to get 40% women executives mm. or whatever, and that's all it seems to be. It doesn't actually – I mean, you can you can find at what I call advocacy research from someone like Deloitte or someone you pay to find a conclusion will find it for you. But, um, I mean – there was a, uh, an academic paper out from Wharton University in the States last year. They looked at 150 different studies on the topic of whether more women on boards make your company more profitable. This is received wisdom now. Mm-hmm. They found absolutely no benefit. Mm. No, it's not any worse. It's just mm. not any better. They just perform exactly like the guys do. <laughs> it doesn't make any difference. Oh, no. But you never saw that article on the ABC or anywhere else. They just push all the, all the diversity. I, I, I've, I've had the discussions. I mean, this is what, you know, I, 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 I call up when I get the Twitter rolling hand grenades in the debate because it's a bit of fun, right? And you watch them explode. And, yeah. um, and, and it was, oh, so there's a VC firm here in Australia. She's got some co-investments with them, so we've got to be a bit careful. But... Um, they have a set of guidelines out there that um, are madness. Yeah, actually, they're just you know it's. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen them because you've seen them. Passed them on. Yeah. 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 Um, and I, I came and I, I um, and I think I think it triggered a it triggered it, it, it sparked a bit of a conversation online with a few people and literally was like you know I was I was being told by people that I just don't understand my own what do they call it don't, don't understand your, your own privilege, privilege and yeah. <laughs> and like you know, you've got all this um, unconscious bias, and, yeah. shit and it's like, no, I don't. I'm, I'm perfectly conscious. Thank you very much. Well, I'm making informed decisions. I'm pretty happy with them. Um, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm usually not happy with decisions, but I usually learn from them. To be honest, you always that's how you get along in life, right? You, you learn from what you've done. And, and but you, you look at. I remember in this set of rules that they were saying that you know, even any any questioning of the rules was a breach of the rules. Mm. There you you had to sign up for this, and you couldn't ever 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 say anything but good about the rules. Yeah, and I'm like. What the hell? That's a Maoist it, struggle it, session. It's just right? mad- yeah, it's, it's just madness. And you can reference it there, or you, you know, you want. I'm not going to say it out loud. We've, we've we've got some investments. These guys, we've got, we've got, you know, we have to function with them afterwards. Yeah. Um, but to me, yeah, I don't know about Mao, but Christ, it was just it was petty for me. I, I couldn't understand who would voluntarily do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, with regard to that whole un- unconscious bias thing, the, the government did a study on that two years ago. They gave they gave people blind resumes and then not blind resumes and it turned out because the idea was that white old white dudes only hire old, old white dudes, dudes. Yeah. and it turns out that the old white dudes actually were more likely to hire women and women of color. That, really? And so they've shelved that they just shelved that, that study. Away. They just no, that well no didn't didn't prove what we <laughs> wanted to prove so we won't worry about it. Oh, we were just we're gone we just gone point crazy. I, I don't. Um, it's a, it's a bit, bit of a sad world. I mean, um, I'm, we've got, I've got three young girls, you know, one yeah. under five, and I'm trying to work out exactly how, um, you know, how, how we raise them in many areas. Um, mm. And I remember I went to actually to my daughter's school, and it was a, um, uh, it was it was it was an art display. What do you call it when you display art? An art gallery, just art show, I suppose. Right. Yeah. yeah, you know, we were different. Yeah, you know, her her group were doing I don't know, paper mache mask or some shit, and I went through the the thing. It was quite good actually. You know, every, every 
every grade had a different thing they had to do. And one they were making one uh, one of the grades had a um, as a subject of their work, so they had to make something out of out of, um, out of clay was metamorphosis. Well, that's pretty cool. You know, yeah. metamorphosis to me is like the grub turned in the butterfly, right? Bottom, yeah. um, they said, but metamorphosis taken from the lens of how we're destroying this world. Oh, they, they, they've, got environmental, they've got environmental subjects all the way through. So, now, I'm okay if the kid got the, got the topic metamorphosis and said, look, I've created this monster about how we're destroying the world. That's cool. They've, they haven't been led by the nose yeah. that, right? But yeah. it was basically, you know, build like a, a Godzilla-like monster, which is like this mutated thing yeah. that's, that, that, that's em, 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 embronic, um, em, uh, uh Emblemism. Oh, I'm, I'm stuck on my words here. Sorry, mate. But that's, uh, that's some sort of analogue of how we're actually destroying the world. Yeah, right? yeah. I looked at this and just thought, oh, 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 we've jumped a shark here. Yep. Um, so you're worried about bringing up vegan activists uh, uh, going to block the traffic in Melbourne, that kind I'll of tell stuff. You what I know. I'm looking forward to it. I've got my start. I should have worn my starter Darnie shirt today. Got me, you've shot me yeah, in Perth. I've seen you. Yeah, I've yeah, seen my starter Darnie shirt. Um, uh, I said the scary one for me was I was at a tech conference here recently in Brisbane, uh, uh, the convention centre. There's uh, 50 tables of kids, school kids, probably year nine to 11, I want to say. Mm. And they had, it was like a day of lean startup and how you pitch an idea, which is really cool type of thing. Lots of energy in the room and lots of really cool funky teachers, you know, different coloured hair. Um, and we came in for the last bit of judging and they judged, they selected seven teams, which is fine to pitch because it's 50 tables. Yep. And three of the seven were transgender related. And, uh, I'm like, Okay, so have they just selected the only three out of fifty that were transgender related, or were, were there you know, were three sevenths of fifty tables transgender related? <laughs> and, and it was just, well, that's what I learned about how they have to strap down I mean, when they're transitioning, yeah, the they strap down tips and stuff. Binding, yeah, bindings. That yeah, was it. Cause yeah. I, I didn't know what bindings were. Yeah. And, and these kids, and I'm like, and they, they, there was this asexual fucking teddy bear and stuff. So the I thought all man? I thought all teddy bears are asexual person. No idea, <laughs> yeah. but anyway, exactly. I never had one that had anything dangling off it. <laughs> and um, and I'm just like. I'm like, oh, and, and part of the format was that we didn't get to ask questions because I couldn't have shut myself up. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I went home and I was shocked when I had my wife and said, I, I don't know what's happening to the world. These ki- and this so is what, this is primary school, this is infants. It was, oh, it was high school. Oh, it was high school. Probably between eight and year 11, maybe. Yeah. I'm not too sure. Because um, they're, getting, they're getting that through the um, Safe Schools program. That That's all part oh, of the curriculum now. Um, dear Lord, I, I'm just, um, that shattered me. And like, you know, it, yeah, but it got me there, there was no what's, what's a bigger issue when you're at the school about getting a hard time being fat for Christ's yeah. sake there's none of that right so yeah. we're, we're not caring about the fat kids anymore we're not caring about the redheaded kids or the freckled kids or anything like that mm-hmm. we've picked on this which must be a freaking minute group of people and, and, and I've got no issue with any of that right no. but for three out of seven yeah and yeah. you know there was like nothing to help the little little fat kid nothing to help the redheaded kid nothing yeah. to help the, the you know not even racial stuff I could get right. if you know what I mean you know, yeah, the, 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 yeah. the new refugee I could get but yep. freaking transgender yeah it's uh, I think what is it the 99 99.9 so what are they 0.2% of the population yeah. I mean how many, I mean it's quite possible a lot of schools wouldn't even have a transgender no. kid in the school I mean, no, but the more they talk about it, the more they're bound to. Yeah, well, the, the, kids yeah. will just help, you know, kids will impress the adults, right? Have you heard about that early onset now? They're <laughs> oh. talking about, they talk about, and this is young girls actually, that what they find is that young girls, they, they find this information out, and then one of them will come out and say, you know, I'm a trans, you know, transgender, and then all of a sudden, four of the mates yep. at the same time, yep. it's, it's a fashion statement. Yep. It's a, it's a trend. I, know, I, 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 people, I want people to be happy, if they want to be happy, but, you know, it, it's. <laughs> when you, 
You can stop them from smoking, drinking, getting tattoos, but you can't stop them from changing their sex. I'm sorry, but we're mad. Mm. We are absolutely 100% oh, bonkers mad. going to be some lawsuits in the future. That, that's what I think, well. I think and as they should be. Mm. My God, they should be. You imagine if, you know, you've gone through... The, the sad part is, is, is that I, from my limited reading, right, is, is there tends to be a, a fair bit of self-harm that, 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 that's the end state mm. of this, which you don't want either, right? Yeah. So it's, you, we're all teenagers once. It's a pretty mixed up, buggered up time, you know. I mean, there's all sorts of shit going. Yeah. Your hormones and your brain's racing off and you've got so many social pressures, the whole thing, right? To, to, to toss his hand grenade into the mix, I, I, I don't know. That that really shattered me. Well, um, the other aspect of it is too is that the studies I've I've read quite a few that something like eighty percent of the kids who say, let's say, a little boy says he wants to be a girl, they revert back and they end up being gay or they just straight. That eighty yeah. percent grow yeah. out of it, just naturally grow out yeah. of it. But uh, they're being encouraged now before they hit puberty because if you start changing your body before puberty, oh, I'll tell you. then yeah. Because it's, e- it's easier to do that than after, but I mean, you know, you, I, I did. There was a show, you know, what Jenny Brocky's show on the SBS that she has that talkback show. Oh, I've got three kids, mate, so I don't watch TV. <laughs> it, this was <laughs> going back a few years ago, but there was a kid on there who'd done it. He did the whole transition. He was a b- bloke who wanted to be a girl, and of course, his growth was stunted. He was like five three, and he couldn't grow stubble anymore. And now he wants to be. A, he's seventeen. He realised it was a mistake, and he wants to be a boy. And it's like, and he. He can't really look like one. Yeah, yeah, which medical professional do you see for that? <laughs> you know, they just they got to put a head on a stake, right? Yeah, just exactly. got to put a head on a stake. Yeah, um, dreadful. We hope you're enjoying the podcast, and if you'd like to support us to keep it going, you can donate via PayPal at paypal.me/slash/men2pod. Um, just maybe to finish off the LDP, uh, we found out yesterday that yeah, Dave didn't get in. He didn't get in. No. He actually. Was sort of celebrating a week ago. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> he jumped a bit early. Yeah. Um, Duncan Spender has got his work cut out for him because he's uh, he, he's know. done a good job so far. The limited time he's had, hasn't oh, he? I've quite enjoyed his videos. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's been pumping out the content. Um, it's a t- it's an uphill battle for all. I mean, and thankfully it's going to be an uphill battle for Sarah Hansen Young and Larissa Waters as well. They're, I think they're going to struggle too. Yeah. So, um, but you know, what do we do as libertarians? Uh, where are we going? Because. Uh, um, look, I think we've got to hold the faith, really. Um, we, you've got very good um, representatives in uh, WA and Victoria now as well. Um, uh, I think the country's had a, had a, had a taste of that. Um, we just got to keep pushing. The, it's about free enterprise and it's about choice, right? Mm. So um, what, you know, where do we go? You know, we're a pretty lonely mob, if you well, know what I mean. So we don't help ourselves some arguments too, maybe, to be honest. Maybe I so. change, change the question. Liberty, you know... As we can see in this in this political campaign, as usual, it's who's going to promise you the most grace. Oh, yeah, yeah. What, what, what is Labor going? Oh, what are they, they going to give me that? Liberals going to give me that? Oh, it's just graceful to watch, mes- isn't it? It's just graceful oh, it's, to watch. It's, it's awful. But our message is the sort of the complete opposite, which is actually we want to leave you alone. I think Duncan Spender said we want to take over the world to leave you alone. That, that's what his message was. But how do you sell that message? How do you sell the message of we're going to? We're actually going to make your life better by leaving you alone Look, more. And, and every chance I get now, I, I say that if you ever ask the government to fix something, you're actually making it worse. Yep. And, and that, let's let's point to how they've made it better, mm. please. Um, because like, let's ambience on it, and sure as shit, the electricity market hasn't been it either, right? No, so, a, yeah. um, at, at what? How many examples do you need to to understand that they really don't have the answers? Yep. So you, we just have to keep pointing out. I mean, I, I've, I mean, we're we're trying to actually do um some syndicate investments so like a, a more regulated syndicate more regular excuse me syndicate investment service for a transition level here yep and the, the landmines i've got to walk through in asic you know we're, we're talking right. about only 
operating between uh, there's a you'd be aware that there's a uh, uh, an artifact under the act called the high net worth individual you think yep, section yep. seven away I yeah, want to say yeah, something. Yeah. so basically if you're worth more than two and a half million bucks i want to say or you're a, yeah. or you, you manage money for people worth that much then then less rules should apply to you yep. but the reality is no probably just as many rules no, it's apply a ridiculous to you. rule yeah. so the, the theory being that if you're that wealthy you can get your own advice and take your own risks and you're probably not going to go broke with your investment decision and yep. i think it's, it's it's a healthy concept mm. And so why do high net worth individuals need any rules with how they invest their money? And, and so, so for example, if I'm going to actually purchase uh, an investment product or an investment from an investment manager, yep. I'm going to have a contract between me and him. Mm-hmm. Right? And if that investment manager doesn't do the right thing by me, breaches that contract, I get to sue him. Yep. That's how everything else works in society, right? Yep. And, and, and the amount of money we're spending here to literally tick boxes for ASIC. Yeah. So... Uh, there's a longer point to this. I'm, I'm sorry for, for, for the roundabout take on here, but with the whole uh, Banking Royal Commission that's just obviously occurred in the last sort of six months or three months it came out, whenever it was, um, uh, we're, all for it, we're all fearing more regulation. Yeah. If there's one thing obvious after the Banking Royal Commission well, is yeah. that the CEOs of banks don't give a stuff about regulation. That's just a cost of business, we, right? We, we had this conversation uh, in the car on the way up here. I mean, if that is the perfect example of an industry that, okay, it screws up, what do we do? We want more regulation. There's no more industry that's more regulated it than banking. More. So, so exactly. obviously it doesn't work. So yeah, so so if it doesn't work, we should do anything else but that, right? So yeah. so there's a, there is one thing every CEO is shit scared of, and it's not regulation, and that's actually losing business, hmm. losing revenue. And so if you've got that much regulation in place, you need a, a twenty to thirty million dollar group per year team. Yep. So you need like a hundred or so people who can actually take you through those regulations to do business. That's actually a barrier to entry for mm. a startup business who yeah. has to be similarly uh, a resourced yeah. so that they can't even start if you remove the regulation the startups will come in will start offering um, you know competitive innovative services to customers yeah. and, and unless these bigger companies fix their shit they'll lose business that's the only thing they actually care about you have to take business from them they don't care about yeah. fines that's just the cost of doing business no, the CEO can get jailed they don't care either right the board's not going to give a shit <laughs> it's great for it's great for hiring compliance people though isn't it if you're a compliance person <laughs> you're, you're in hay it's awesome right yeah yeah absolutely I don't know how much you've been following I know you worked for Google what's it eight yeah, years ago ten now, years ago yeah, like yeah, yeah. Um, I guess it get, it's getting a bit back to that sort of uh diversity and inclusion stuff this is, this is something i always say to people yeah, i was at san francisco in february and we were at this uh it was we were at a conference called startup grind and it was a lady from google she was head of marketing she was quite senior she's probably in the top 20 managers in the company and um uh it was a very packed out session i didn't, I didn't want to go to that session i want to go to the next session i knew it was very busy so i thought i'll go to the one before so yep. i can keep a seat the one, the one, the, actually, the one after was the guy from Box, uh, Aaron. Aaron, the guy, he tells an amazing story how he got his company listed. I, had to, I sat through this thing, and, and literally, it, the amount of hatred in every word that came out for men and for people who weren't the right intersectional group yep. was palpable. Yeah, uh, and there's all these, all these nodding heads in the audience, and I'm, I'm I, I, I have not sat through more vitriol in my life mm. than this. Um, and so they live in an absolute bubble. They stare at themselves. They, they make all the right sounds of themselves. Um, uh, and, you know, especially when it comes to a company, I think, and companies with such uh, a demand for, for technical staff. Yeah. And when you look at who's entering the technical professions and who's entering the, doing the technical degrees, yeah. you, you can't. There's a Jordan Peterson thing. You can't go for quality of out, outcome there, right? It's, of course it's, you can't. It's literally you've got to hire the best people. I mean, there were women... Um, uh, 
I think women graduating in computer science in the United States about twenty twenty five percent. In the eighties, it was actually more than that. It was it, right. they've actually lost people. The women were more like a third. Well, there you go. In, in the 80s uh, and, and 90s. So they've actually gone backwards. No oh, way, wow, I didn't know but, that. But how can you force 50-50 ratios when, you got, oh. when the pipeline is 25% women? It's just absurd. You, you, you employ less than suitable people. That's, yeah. that's the reality, right? Yeah. And, and, and to think that, 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 that there's at least not a large um, potential for that to happen is, is just ignoring basic numbers and statistics, right? Yeah. So, But I, I've, I've actually never been more... Um, I was floored by the crap that was flowing from these mountains. It was a panel, so it wasn't just her. It was others, yeah. and they were, all, it was just, they were all just loving each other, if you know what I mean? With all yeah, the, sure. The, just coming out with more and more like, horrible barbs. So, um, But we do this now. What we do in society is we look at an occupation and we say, women are only 30% of that occupation, therefore discrimination, therefore we need mm. affirmative action. Without any proof, just, mm. just assume it. Mm. By the way, it's never done the other way. We no, it's not, is it? We, no. never, we never look at the law profession and say, most of our lawyers are women, so therefore yeah. we need some male yeah, quotas. We need to balance it up, right. Or, or look at the university system where I think it's 59% now of our undergraduates uh, are women. No one ever addresses that, but they want to get more women into STEM fields. That seems to be the focus. Not not the fact that only 40% of blokes are going to uni and actually the unemployment rate, I checked this just the other day, the unemployment rate for blokes between the age of 16 and 25 is two and a half percentage points higher than women. Yeah. You know, well, you, you're worried about your, your your girls, but if you had a boy, I'd be more worried. I think yeah, about their future. Point, actually. That's a very good point. Yeah. Um, now, so uh, it, it's just gone. Oh, it's just gone point stupid. You don't know where it's going to finish, right? Um, because common sense doesn't rule, and I'm sure people are going to take part to this interview and just you know do the wrong thing with it too, right? And <laughs> we'll get accused of all sorts of horrible crap. Oh well, that wouldn't. Yeah, Did you see the Candace Owen things over the me. weekend? Yeah, wasn't that fantastic? Gosh, oh. she, I'd love to spend ten minutes with her and just, just I don't know, ask her some inflammatory question, have a go me. Like, yeah, Candace Owens <laughs> ruined well, me again, as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Because she'd do it so well. <laughs> well, imagine her at, at that Google meeting you just described. She, she's oh. they wouldn't be able to understand her existence because she's black, but she has all the wrong opinions. Yeah, you know, she's <laughs> just, was, they wouldn't um, be able to fathom it. Uh, have you followed the James Damore? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah that briefly. Is, um, uh, I haven't read the memo or anything like that, and I'm just oh, assuming right. what people are saying about it. So, I, I, you know, I, made, I don't know enough about that topic. I'm well, going to try and brief. The memo was uh, I've read it, you've read it, um, Mick, you, Mick has read it. I mean, it was it, it just well, no, stated so it's, it's, basic it's facts. Grind, so she she even said she even said my exceptionally delusional co-worker Jimmy Demore <laughs> was actually part of what she said at one point right. in time, which is you know I was mostly ignoring. I looked up and gone, yeah. oh, I don't know that name, and looked up and sort of and like. Oh wow, this is just off the rails. Yeah, point uh, trip the light, fantastic. Funny thing was, I mean, it's not like he came out and wrote something incendiary and sent it around the company. They asked for f- he went to this asked HR session. Yeah. They asked for feedback. He writes them feedback, and he gets smashed. But I always said about this, um, you know, this push for diversity and inclusion. I mean, when Eric Schmidt and um, Sergey Brin were in MIT in the late nineties. Figuring yeah, Larry, out Larry, Larry and Sergey, yeah, yeah, Larry Page, try, Larry Page, sorry, yeah, yeah um, trying to figure out a algorithm for to revolutionise revolutionise search. Was were they thinking about diversity? Were they thinking about you know should we write a different algorithm for women or men? I mean, none is, that, is, is it the rules all of a sudden were not? It's got to be fifty fifty. Not Sergey, you got to come up with Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. I don't know. Which is a silly. It's a silly. It's a silly. I mean, I, I know it wouldn't happen that way, but what well, I don't know. But well, why not? Because we're saying here that everything has to be. Oh, I'm. You know, I'm, I. I can't understand. And you know, the thing is, you you just can't challenge. It's it, it, it's a weird world where you actually you, you have to defend fact. 
Yes. Like, you know, yes. I mentioned about my Malcolm Turnbull thing before. Is it, it's, it, that's just not how mm. it works. It, 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 not, not price to charge, cost to operate. Yeah. And, and, and so in, in the energy debates, full of this sort of stuff. People sit there and say that solar is cheaper than coal. Yeah, yeah, it is until you need to turn the coal plant on because your solar doesn't work at night. You need spaz. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and that's what they leave out all the time. They, they leave that out all the time. Well, oh, we just use storage because that's cheap. Yeah. And we'll just go pick one from the battery tree, shall we? Well, you know, there's plenty <laughs> of those getting planted. Yeah. So, and, and just the, 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 the pure ignoring of, of really basic fact it's um and yeah. you know, you, it, it comes down to your um willingness to want to actually get into those debates and actually get all fired up and actually it was something that that in one of jordan peterson's videos that he said he said you know that you talk to someone and, and if they're not willing to, to listen and to understand and maybe actually you know they, they have some proof that they can that they're actually willing to look at their own arguments you're better off not arguing with them. That, that's right. So. That's one of the biggest problems, I think, is bad faith arguments. And that, that you assume... I mean, you, what you should be assuming is that you've actually got something to learn from the person across from the table. They've probably got a fact that you haven't, even if you believe what you think is right. But everybody engages in an argument with... To win it, I'm not listening to you. I'm just trying to pound you into the ground. That's yeah. that's the sort of mentality. But I have that too. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to work that out as well because, I mean, I, I, I think I'm, I suffer that from my end at times as well. But I... But I you just, I, I feel, I think, like I said, I've actually formed, especially in the energy stuff, I've informed my debate, literally, I thought, am I wrong on this? Mm. So I looked at running for politics at one point, and I thought, well, I have to really understand my points. So what better way to wade into just a den of shitbags, right, mm-hmm. and, and start the argument? Um, the, the den of shitbags was Twitter, right? <laughs> and um, so and so people would present me, what about this one? That's why I should have better research. That didn't know about that. So, you know, I feel that, mm. you know, I, I feel that such a, I have such a, uh, well understood on the topics I think I'm 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 uh, you know, sort of passionate about if you know mm-hmm. what I mean and and, yeah. and on the networking stuff I'm sorry but I just you're all wrong <laughs> you literally <laughs> are unless you counter my points otherwise just just get out of it yep. I mean you're still here the oh but it's copper versus fiber it's the stuff that Malcolm Turnbull and, and you can present all this information mm-hmm. you, they just don't read it yep. but on on the you know on the energy stuff and it's just even if you sort of say look let's we'll, we'll give you all the global warming and everything everything yeah. Why is the rest of the world building 1,200 coal-fired power plants? So, well, they've, you know, they've got to... Um, once they admit that there's some level of coal-fired power plant being built somewhere, and yeah. you say, okay, let's say there's one being built somewhere else. Why can they do that? Because surely if it's that bad, it's going to kill the planet. The only reaction to a coal-fired power plant should be a cruise missile to shut it down because it's going to kill the planet. Yep. So, oh, but oh, they, they're, they're, you know, because of, you know, their delayed development compared to the Western world. So, well, all right. So they had shit-bag dictators for, for many years and we didn't. We had Western democracy and we developed. So now we get punished for it. So the world's not that bad off because they can have some coal and we can't. And, and that their arguments just literally mm. actually turn into a more of a socialist argument. Yeah. And that's, you know, that, that their ideology boils up into these technical solutions, which is terrible, right? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. Yeah. We're talking about power forever. Power noise the shit out of me. We used to be the best place in the world yeah. to do business, and now we've turned into one of the worst. Yeah. Well, I think there was an academic study out late last week or early this week that showed a correlation between the more renewables deploy, you deploy, the higher your costs. Yeah. Germany, you know, places yeah. like this. I, and... Um, the insu- it actually makes poor people poorer huh. because, I mean, like in this country, if you don't have solar on your roof because you can't afford it, you're subsidising the people who are putting it on their roof. It's ridiculous. And, it, and that will generally be people who can't <laughs> afford solar. It's weird when you, you sit there and you, you point at places that have gone deep renewable and you go, look, it's more expensive. And they go, oh, it's because the coal-fired people in New South Wales are causing that. <laughs> <laughs> you're like going, What? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's all those gas generators are pushing the price up. 
right. right. You know, yeah. so you change this one thing over here and you refuse to believe the change you made fucked it up. <laughs> Not big in the scientific method, are you? Nah. So, um, uh, anyway, yeah. that nation, we're a huge fan of, um, I'm sorry this is dragging out, um, a huge fan of... Joe Nova? Oh, geez, good. No, the, the guy who, uh, the, the moral case for fossil fuels. Um, have you seen him? His name is uh, Alex Epstein. I haven't heard that one. Oh, I've got Alex Epstein. He, he's written, written a book called The Moral Case for Fossil Fuels. And he talks about the net benefit of fossil fuels. A bit like Bjorn Lomborg does as well, to be honest. Yeah, I, I follow so. Bjorn Lomborg's work a lot. I mean, I think he, what he does makes a lot of sense because he just, look, here's a cost of benefit analysis. We could spend yeah. this much on trying to, you know, cool the planet. Or we could spend it over here actually saving people's lives yeah. and get a bigger bang for our buck. And when you do that, global warming doesn't actually rank in the top 10 priorities. Ranks at number 16, actually, <laughs> if you look at his list. But Alex Epstein has a great saying. He said, you know, that people... People who, who are on one are on the opposite side to him and probably us or me anyway, sort of believe that this is you know this is a uh, a beautiful benign planet that we make ugly through usage you know mass expenditure of energy. Yep. No no no, this is actually a really hard place to live that we make livable through the mass expenditure of energy. Mm. So you know you couldn't live in hot climates or cold climates, and, and you couldn't thrive I should say in hot yeah. climates or cold climates unless you actually use you know, transportation fuels, heating fuels. You know, fossil fuels for, for fertilizer and God knows what else. I mean, there there is a massive net benefit that's occurred here. Yeah. So let's once again, it's not all good. You know, it's, it, it, there's two sides to be looked at here. There's detriment and there's, there's there's negatives and there's positives. And everyone only looks at these negatives and they honestly believe that, that this Earth Mother Gaia thing. You know, it's like, no. The only reason we live here and we thrive here is because we get to create electrons. Mm. So. Well, on that note, I think a uh, very positive note to go with all the negative stuff. We'll call it a day. Thanks very much, no, Steve. Thanks for your time. And don't forget to visit us at men2podcast.com where you can find links to all our content via your favourite podcast app.